Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 25 of Just the Fitness Tip with Michael Ujoa and Jason Ald, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. Jason, you good, buddy? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I've, I have to address something first and foremost before we get started and talking about our days and topics mm-hmm. and articles. Been inundated with uh, with messages this week about the previous episode. If you haven't listened, episode 24, go back and listen. Um, most of them were hurry and say something witty on that topless photo of Michael Ujoa. Okay, yeah. But there okay. was one. I'm going to delve into. <laughs> I'm going to delve into the electronic mailbag. Obviously, it's silent because it's electronic. Yeah. Delve in. I'm going to pull out a letter from a listener, an electronic letter. <clears throat> Dear, just a fitness tip, crew. I was deeply insulted by Jason, who said that Michael Burke should go to the Dignitas Clinic. <laughs> he is an accomplished war correspondent and has won loads of awards, and it just rambles on like that. And then it says at the bottom, I think in order to appear fair and unbiased, you should credit Michael Burke and give us some of his best moments. So I thought, in the interest of fairness, Mitch, because we don't want to be like fake news. We don't want to be like one of these like biased sites that gives you one side of the story. We want to be well-rounded. We don't want to do any character assassinations, okay? So I'm just, can I do a disclaimer here before you do it? Because I'm quite scared. No, go ahead. Uh, these views are of Jason Old and not just the fairness tip. Go no, ahead. These aren't views. These are direct quotes oh, from really? Michael Burke. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Yeah, so we're trying to, we're trying to show Michael Burke um, as, as the real man he is. So I've pulled out some of his, his best quotes. So here we go, guys. Some of the Michael Burke's greatest quotes. Um, so in August 2005, Michael Burke asserted in the, the Radio Times interview that the shift in the balance of power between the sexes has gone too far. <laughs> and, we, and we need to admit the problem that men are now little more than sperm donors. That was one of my favorite ones there. Wow. Yeah. Next up, we've got uh, something from The Guardian. Um, uh, Michael Burke says about uh, at the Hay on Why Literary Festival, which, by the way, is one of my favorite <laughs> literary festivals. Burke criticized contemporary newsreaders for being overpaid auto cue reading lame brains wow okay yeah good that's a good one actually so then michael burke said at the end of 2012 uh, he was despaired of the state of britain and of the bbc of the the corporation's coverage of the thames river pageant which by the way is one of my favorite river pageants <laughs> uh celebrating britain in the 60th anniversary of queen elizabeth's ascension to the throne he wrote the dunkirk little ships the most evocative reminders of this country's bravest hour were ignored so that a pneumatic bird brain from Strictly Come Dancing could talk to transvestites in Battersea Park. That was a good one. I kind of feel a bit better about the way you went hard on him last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, these are all, these are, these were the first ones that came up as well. So these must be the most prominent ones. Uh, and finally, I think one of my favorite ones, uh, Michael Burke wrote uh, about, about women newsreaders. If you got the job in the first place, mainly because you look nice, I can't see why you should keep it when you don't. Quoting a comment by Anne Robinson, the viewers don't want to watch ugly. Wow. She seemed to say it through gritted teeth, or at least a flawless but strangely taut face, <laughs> a sign perhaps that she's taken her own advice to stop complaining on and work on staying attractive. Wow. So, okay. so thank you to that uh, <laughs> tipper for uh, giving us the opportunity to clear the air and uh, show Michael Burke's real character. He does not just shame fat people. It shames us all. It shames us all. So, yeah, I definitely feel better about it now. Okay, you carry on. Carry on. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he deserves to die. I don't think that it was obviously hyperbole and a joke. But there you go. <laughs> so, what have you been up to this week? Uh, first of all, we're going to pour the coffee because it will get a bit cold. So, I'm dying on this. I'm, I'm assuming you're still keen. Oh, keener than ever. Keener than Michael Burke in a room full of that's fatties. Your, that's your <laughs> MRSA. Uh... Thank you. My MRSA is strong. Yeah. Right. I'm hoping it's good coffee. It's been sat here a while. For the folk on the visual, we've got matching mugs. We do. I feel like we're stepping up our game. So we're not in our usual spot as well today. We've uh, we've changed studio to the room next to my kitchen. <laughs> um, so is it just me? Does this feel rather cold? No, not at all. Mine is boiling hot. <laughs> Cheers. 
Oh, no, it is. Okay, it's just mine then. Yeah, so I feel like um, it's a new surroundings. We've got matching mugs. I'm ready to go. Today's going to be a good episode. I am ready to go. Cool. So have you got any updates on last week? Doing anything too exciting? I've got loads of updates. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm now the leader of the Michael Burke fan club. No, I'm joking. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, no, no. So I was doing a little bit of filming with our shared friend, Create Greg. Um, at Create Greg for anyone that's interested. You know, there's some weird people out there. Um, so we were doing a bit of filming the other day. Uh, watch out for that, guys. It'll be out soon. Um, I did a nine-year-old's birthday party the weekend. My God, that redefines, uh, like, how bad a hangover could ever be. Um, I wasn't even that hungover on, on Saturday for a change. And um did a nine-year-old's birthday party for two hours. My God. Is, I take my hat off to you. I could Unreal, do unreal. So Ninja Warrior there. For the hey, kids. Like whenever you start off as a as a PT or gym instructor, you always kind of get dragged into doing the kids' classes within a gym. And I have to say it was the least enjoyable hour of the entire week. Oh, so like I do a kids' class every Wednesday, but it's with a you know, about six, seven, eight kids. Yeah. This was seventeen children. It was insane. And they were all mental and uh <laughs> Just in PC there, Jason. Hold on. Unreally. No, they weren't like that, you know. Okay. Just uh, energetic, shall we say. Um, but yeah, no, so that's that's what I've been up to. What about you, Mitch? I wish I had uh, some more exciting things to, to tell you, but I haven't. I've just been, do you know what? I've been making the most, I've been working a lot, as always, but I've been making the most of Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Good choice. Uh, a week and a half left now, I believe, of the Fringe. Come on, Zion. Yeah, so I'm kind of determined to to make the most of it. So I've been going to a few shows um, and then just trying to cram in as much work around those as possible. So it's been good. It's been a productive few weeks, but um, yeah, I'm I'm also getting to that point now where I'd quite like Edinburgh back to normal. Because getting across town is a nightmare. It is I don't, don't want to sound like that old man, but it is a bit of a nightmare. It is quite tiresome. Mm. Um, and it's insane, like the way tourists treat Edinburgh. Like the walk out in the road, like it's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, that pretend street in Disneyland. Yeah. Like it's like they think the roads are painted on or something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it takes uh, so much longer to get anywhere. Yeah. And, um, you know, I live in an area where there's a lot of Airbnbs. And I kid you not, like the past week, um, three different people, as I've come into my stairwell, have have asked me how they can get into their Airbnb. And I'm like, I don't work here. <laughs> yeah. Do one. Were you wearing a suit and like a little uh, don't be silly. hat? No? no, I was wearing short shorts yeah. and I was wearing my Michael Ujoa outfit, a.k.a. Nice. nothing else. Okay, good. I think you're going to say my t-shirt there, but no. no. No, another jive at the topless pictures. Thank you, Jason. Of course. Right, so this week, um, the topic we want to cover before we kick off with our articles is uh, maintaining muscle mass whilst you're in a calorie deficit. Um, so yeah, this although this tends to uh, be directed towards more kind of physique uh, physique athletes, like or, us, yeah, or people that kind of train to improve their physique. Um, however, I think a lot of the points that we're going to make will lay over to just kind of your general population who are looking to lose weight or or just maintain a healthy weight as well um it they can be really important points uh, because what you don't want to do when you're looking to lose weight is to lose muscle mass when you're trying to lose weight you want to lose body fat if you start losing muscle mass you're just kind of damaging your chances of maintaining a healthy weight in the future so i felt like you're going to say something no i was actually i was just i was just going to say um I think this is definitely relevant beyond uh, physique mm-hmm. athletes. I mean, if you think about it, if there's any sport where you're trying to develop uh, muscle, but then you're also trying to have a good kind of um, power to weight ratio, for example, mm-hmm. you might want to get lean, but try and maintain as much muscle as possible. So it's applicable to those people. And I think it's probably applicable to the everyday person too. I mean, if you're someone who's been doing a lot of heavy lifting and built a, a lot of muscle, but you're looking to maybe get a little bit leaner, this is for you too. So um, I think it's applicable for most people. Most people, apart from like, I don't know, Mo Farah or um, anyone else who's really skinny. I think it's applicable to him too. I'm sure off season, he probably puts on a, like a tiny, tiny bit of Jenkins is absolutely jacked in the off season. <laughs> yeah. Not even that, maybe just like lets himself go. That corn is potent. <laughs> yeah, it is. And by corn, I mean steroids. <laughs> 
Uh, no comment. Okay, so yeah, let's. We're just going to kind of cover a few points that we think you'll find helpful. So if you are currently looking to lose a bit of weight and you don't want to that to be at the detriment to the muscle mass that you've worked so hard to gain, then I hope you find this helpful. I do too. Cool. So first point which you made off the bat when we started talking about this um, was to keep lifting heavy. Um, so yeah, I'll let you run with that one first if you want me. So what that involves is lifting, but <laughs> yeah. keeping it heavy. No, so obviously for if you're trying to build strength, you want to be lifting the heaviest weights possible really for a lower rep range. And it shouldn't really change too much mm-hmm. if you're trying to lose fat. Um, because obviously lifting those weights is going to stimulate the muscles. It's going to keep the muscles. I've always heard that because having muscle is quite a kind of uh, cost ineffective thing for your body Mm -hmm. to do if you're not utilizing those muscles your body will kind of make uh we'll we'll try and get rid of them basically so if you're constantly using them you're constantly using your strength uh then your body's going to hold on to that muscle isn't it yeah no it is when it comes to kind of building muscle or maintaining muscle it is a use it or lose it approach so so just because you're trying to drop body fat doesn't mean that you can completely ignore the kind of usual training methods that hopefully you've been using throughout the rest of the time you've been training so yeah if you find that let's say you wanted to lose weight and you thought right let's stop lifting weights and we'll go and just do cardio to create a bigger calorie deficit you will lose you will lose muscle mass there so point number one is just literally keep lifting weights. Do not stop doing it. Agreed? Yeah, because I think a lot of people tend to think, oh, I'm going to try and cut right now, so I'm going to start doing 10 reps of a lighter weight mm-hmm. um, or maybe kind of higher intensity stuff. Um, so, yeah, just keep lifting heavy, right, number one. Yeah, and also lifting heavy just feels awesome, so don't stop doing that. It does. It looks great also. It does, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we are the first to say don't ego lift and hurt yourself, but it still is pretty you got to do a little bit of ego. <laughs> yeah. As long as you don't hurt yourself. Yeah, it's just like squatting, always supersetting it with bicep curls as well. Of course, exactly. At the yeah. same time, if you can balance the, <laughs> the bar on your back and bicep curls. Okay, so the next thing that is super important, um, we bang on about diet and the importance of diet, um, depending on what well, was like pretty much on every type of fitness goal. Um, and keeping your protein intake really high is kind of one of the first things that comes to mind when people ask me, how do I maintain my muscle mass? Um, as soon as you're looking to lose weight or build muscle or um, anything like that, your protein requirements go up. So however much protein you're usually having, I would recommend increasing it slightly. Yeah. So I guess what we're trying to say is if you're going to be in a calorie deficit, you want to look at all your other macros before your protein, right? So maybe think about cutting your carbs and your fat. Um, obviously, if you're if you're having a lot more protein than you need to, then you can look at cutting that. But I guess start with that. Um, yeah. No, if, if you want to get really nerdy with it, if you know your body weight in kilograms, um, multiply it by about 1.6. So take your body weight in kilograms, multiply it by 1.6, and that'll be like a pretty good start point of where you want to keep your protein intake at when you're looking to lose weight. I think that says a lot about your brain power that that was nerdy, that simple (laughs) equation. (laughs) Well, I know that I was saying that I I don't like maths very much. You want to get nerdy about it, do 10 times (laughs) this. Yeah, but it's, uh, I know most people don't count their macros. Most people do just do it by feel. So um, your usual protein intake, just increase it slightly. But if you are working it out, 1.6 times your body weight in kilograms, you'll be in a good place. I like to roll a couple of dice, and that's how I decide my macros <laughs> that day. But I wouldn't recommend you do. Yeah, just five. What yeah. does that stand for? Yeah, five. When you roll a dice, five. No, what I'll do is like, you know, those like Dungeons and Dragons, like diamond shaped dice. Oh, nice. Okay. It's just got like different. And then I times it by 10. So (laughs) it's really bad if I get 20. (laughs) Wow. And then, yeah, supplements. Supplements kind of, um, they should always be there to supplement a healthy diet, but they can be really helpful when looking to lose weight too. And so we just mentioned protein. Uh, Protein supplements are something that I would usually recommend to most weight loss clients that I work with, especially. Um, and yeah, if you're looking to supplement with a protein powder, whey protein tends to be the go-to. If your stomach can handle it, whey protein is 
probably the best quality form of protein that you can get in. Should we be looking at what else is in that protein, Mitch? Are there protein powders out there that could be higher in calories or? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So weirdly, as we've mentioned before, a few podcasts ago, weirdly, a lot of diet whey proteins have added carbohydrate in them, which is very strange. That's mental. Makes zero sense whatsoever. So yeah, always look that when you're supplementing with a protein supplement, you want it to be a protein supplement. You don't want it to be a carbohydrate and protein supplement. And so just any good quality whey protein powder should be pretty much pure protein nothing else added in yeah yeah like the old pablo escobar protein 100 percent pure yeah. heisenberg yeah but if you find that uh whey protein upsets your stomach um you could try whey isolate protein um so that's just slightly higher process so the lactose um levels of it are a little bit lower and so a lot of clients that i find who are lactose intolerant they can handle that um but if you are very sensitive and you can't take on whey protein at all then vegan go vegan where do you land on creatine then mitch because uh, i used to be a big fan of creatine and obviously most people associate creatine with trying to put on muscle mass does it have a role in maintaining muscle when you are trying to lose fat perhaps yeah maybe not directly though um so this sounds set up it's not is it uh so that was kind of a rhetorical <laughs> yeah, question yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah not directly so um the joys of creatine are it will give you a little bit more energy when you're in the gym. The joys of creatine. That sounds like a book I'd like to read. Yeah, (laughs) That's right. Yeah. yeah, So it won't directly help, but it will give you more energy in the gym. So you'll be able to get out a few extra reps, which is more volume lifted and hopefully going to prevent a bit of muscle breakdown whilst you're in that deficit. So yeah, supplement with creatine, creatine monohydrate, just five grams a day with water and job's good. Can you just stick it straight in your mouth? I used to do that. You probably, did you? Yeah, because you know there's all these kind of the equivalent of old wives' tales and stuff. Like, So I know some people used to drink it with like orange juice because they said that it kind of went into your, it was assimilated quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I heard, I heard some stuff that's like <laughs> if, if you mix it in with something else, like your protein like or whatever, it's, uh, it's not as uh, effective. I definitely don't think that's true. I know that's bro science, <laughs> but I'm just science. saying that's what I used to I do. guess the thing with creatine is... Like, if you just get a basic creatine, it doesn't taste of anything. No, it doesn't. It's just a white powder. Don't take it on holiday, guys. Um, so, you'll so find what? out the hard way that customs <laughs> yeah. love creatine. So what What does it taste of when you just put it in your mouth on its just own? It tastes like white powder. Like, what? I mean, what? it just tastes powdery and without a taste. Okay, yeah, I would definitely recommend having it with water. Unless you're a big fan of the taste of powder. Yeah. Plain, yes. yeah. tasteless powder. Now available at Holland and Barrett and other <laughs> yeah. good supplement stores. Yeah, so those are kind of the only supplements that really help there. There may be a few others that have very, very small benefits, but um, if you keep your protein intake high um, and possibly supplement with creatine, then you'll be most of the way there. <clears throat> and then in regards to calories, which you touched on before, um, you don't want to create too big a calorie deficit. Um, so for those who are listening and not too sure what it is, because I know we mentioned it quite a lot, a calorie deficit is when you're just taking in fewer calories than your body needs. So therefore, your body's going to start breaking down body fat as an energy source. Um, the problem is if you take if you have kind of too big a calorie deficit over a long period of time, your body can start breaking down muscle tissue for energy. So if you can make sure that you're not eating too few calories, just like a small calorie deficit, enough to be losing weight, but enough to not be feeling miserable. Mitch, this is this is a big thing, I think, for people, because mm-hmm. I think people think less is more in this respect, don't they? They think mm-hmm. if I just go down to something ridiculous, like if I'm living on a desert island, I'm just going to yeah. be jacked because I'm, not, I'm only eating <laughs> one coconut a day or something. <laughs> yeah. But really, you do have to be quite methodical about this, don't you? Is it, would you, you know, I know you're good with equations. And <laughs> yeah. Let's get nerdy with this. What would you recommend as the best way for someone to figure out what the right deficit is for them? Uh, it's really hard to get an exact number. All right, okay, let's move on then. <laughs> <laughs> and no matter what um, what calculation online that you use, um, they're all going to be a little bit different and they'll probably be a little bit off. So you just have to play around with it. So the, the equation that I tend to use, um, the Harris-Benedict formula is quite a good one. Love those guys. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's one guy, but okay. Um, he did the eggs as well, didn't he? <laughs> he did. <laughs> <laughs> the Harris Benedict formula is good. Or you can type you can type in <laughs> what can you type in? Best eggs Benedict. <laughs> Harris Benedict. You 
you just type in uh, TDEE calculator into Google um, and click on the top uh, the top result and you can work out your calories there. It will ask you for kind of like activity levels, body weight, height and all that kind of stuff. I can't look at you in the eye because it's just going to make me laugh. Yeah, so you can use those calculations and they'll help you find your set point. And then you just got to monitor by tracking your body weight. Like if you're dropping weight really, really fast and think then I know that's quite a good thing when you want to lose weight. You like seeing the number go down. But if it's dropping super quick, then you probably want to slow things up a little bit. Possibly. Some people like that kind of quick, get it done quickly and then they can get back to bulking. But I prefer a bit of a slow, steady approach. Yeah. And then the boring one to finish, to, to finish out, just like pointing at the microphone. Go on, dance, dance, monkey. Uh, yeah, the last one that we that we just want to touch on. You're is... really letting that one breathe for a while, that's all. I was just like, prioritize recovery. You need to prioritize recovery, guys. So making sure you sleep well enough, yeah. making sure you're not overtraining. We, I think we spoke about overtraining last week, was it? I don't know, my life's a blur. I think we were talking about overtraining last week. Were we? We were, right, yeah. Um, so yeah, just make sure you're not overtraining. Make sure you're not doing too much because as we've mentioned a million times you may feel more run down um as a consequence of being in a calorie deficit but still maintaining a similar um output yeah yeah absolutely um thanks for jumping in that's all right no worries you know me streamline yeah so if if you stick to all those points so keep lifting weights it's really going to help you out keep your protein intake high supplements maybe some protein supplements if you're struggling to eat enough um maybe creatine monohydrate um a nice sensible calorie deficit and then just make sure that you're getting a good amount of sleep as jason said drinking enough water and not going too hard when your calories are really low then you're in a pretty good place to maintain that muscle mass as much as possible i think that's a comprehensive guide for maintaining muscle in a deficit i think we've done well there the joys of creatine (laughs) (laughs) Are you coming in as like a guest author or are you going to just leave it for me? I'm going to nail that uh, Instagram handle down after the show. Make sure someone's not got it already. Nice little hashtag there as well. Yeah. Right. Should we, should we move on Let's to our usual, usual service? Okay. So the first one, uh, which you very kindly sent through to me, uh, Jason, is uh, in reference to the post that I put on Instagram. Yes, it's uncanny. So not to expose the fact that this is not topical because it was from the 13th of February, (laughs) but it's uncanny. They could literally swap the picture of uh, Sam Smith out and put Michael Ujoa in and it would be like it was the same story. Yeah, so in the picture, as you probably guessed, uh, Sam Smith has his top off and they're talking about... uh, (laughs) They've all guessed it. They all know (laughs) what you're like. And... um, yeah, so they're talking about uh, male body image and the effect of kind of social media and um, and all that jazz on the way that us guys feel. Uh, so I put a post up yesterday talking about kind of body dysmorphia and the relationship that we all have with our bodies. Um, I mentioned in the post that I think women do still get a bit of a harder time when it comes to kind of how they're portrayed in the media. And if you're not slim you're not attractive then you're a bit of an outcast and uh, but i do feel like it's getting worse for guys too with the rise of social media and superhero movies which me and jason have spoken about quite a lot um, and yeah it got a really good response i got a lot of direct messages from people that had read it um and it resonated with quite a few also quite a few messages from like family members close friends like unaware that this was an issue as well or something that i'd thought about um kind of <clears throat> I won't say my battle with body dysmorphia because I don't suffer with it to like an extreme extent. But I think working in the fitness industry, it can it can skew your views of the way your body looks. What are your thoughts, Jason? Well, I thought this was quite interesting because if you read the first... Oh, no, I've messed with the computer there. Sorry. If you read the first line, it says, a singer, Sam Smith, has posted a shirtless photo of himself. By the way, read personal trainer michael e. jones posted a shirt for himself <laughs> on instagram as a way to quote unquote reclaim his body so while these kind of this is while these kind of posts aren't unusual for celebrities on social media smith used this movement to open up about his battle with body image um so he says some may take this as narcissistic and showing off um and then but if you know how much courage it took to do this and the body trauma i have experienced as a kid you wouldn't think those things and for me i thought it was interesting because it wasn't necessarily i mean first of all kudos to sam smith i know he's been on quite a a long journey in terms of weight loss and has obviously suffered um emotionally because of uh potentially being overweight when he was younger and things like that um 
But I will say, this is obviously not a post where he's bragging about his physique, you know. He's not an absolutely jacked guy. He's not overly skinny either. And why I thought it was interesting was is because he's posted it up as a way of, I guess, kind of saying, um, I'm happy with what I've got, mm-hmm. you know, not as a showing off, not as a way of making people feel bad about themselves because he feels so good about himself, but as a way of just going, you know, almost like, when you reveal something that you've been harboring for a long, long time and you just go, you know what? I'm not hiding it anymore. I'm letting it go. And almost by kind of getting it out there and just saying, look, this is me. This is who I am. And obviously also documenting that he's in, he's much trimmer than he used to be. Um, I thought that was good because I thought it was a kind of way of going, imagine we all just did that. Imagine we all just released pictures. We probably, okay. Yeah. Probably would still be comparisons. You'd probably still be like, yeah, he looks better than that guy or whatever. But I think it would do a lot more to kind of ease the angst and ease the kind of, um, what's the word? You know, just the kind of stigma and taboo around feeling bad about how you look mm-hmm. topless. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you obviously don't have that stigma <laughs> or taboo because we regularly see you topless. No, you don't, but thanks, Jason. We've yeah, seen it so twice we... this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had a top on when you turned up today, didn't I? Yeah. I think I did for once yeah so yeah I, I mentioned in in the post that I did yesterday we were interviewed recently on the Elliot Reeves podcast uh, it's not gone live yet but I will we'll shout about it when it is so you guys can listen um and Elliot asked both of us once again I'm going to butcher the question that you actually put our way can you remember exactly what that question was mate? it was something along the lines of do either of you guys have any like insecurities about any parts of your body yeah and I think that his question came from a place of thinking that because you and I are in the fitness industry mm-hmm. and because we're in good shape that we wouldn't yeah and that almost as though you know you kind of like become immune to it because you yeah or maybe like that we were just born with great physiques mm-hmm. almost as though we didn't work really hard for these amazing physiques <laughs> um, and he did seem I was I was surprised at how surprised yeah, he was yeah, yeah. because I think really if you met someone who said never in my entire life have I looked at a part of my body and wished it was different. Mm -hmm. I would be shocked at that. So regardless, you know, I mean, there's people who are like in great shape. There's people who aren't in great shape that feel better about their bodies than the people that are in amazing shape you know, in yeah. certain circumstances. So, yeah, that, that was his question, wasn't it? I think you'd probably, you could potentially argue that this might be um, slightly odd to hear, but I think you can maybe argue that most people that are in great shape tend to have more hang-ups about their bodies than people that are in kind of average shape. I think most so. Most the guys that I know that lift weights and, and work really hard in the gym, if you kind of read their backstory, they came from maybe being quite overweight as a kid and being picked on for the way they, that they looked. Um, and that caused some insecurities that then made them want to change the way that their body looked. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it kind of resonated with me when Elliot asked us that question. And as you said, the fact that he was quite surprised that we weren't both like, no, I love the way I look. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of my reason for doing the post. I also understand that I am a personal trainer. I spend a lot more time in the gym than most people. So it's easier for me to stay in shape. So I know there's always going to be a sense of irony when a PT posts a picture with his top off saying that he's not completely happy with the way that he looks but i just wanted to show that yes we still get hang-ups about the way our bodies looked i was picked on a bit as a kid for the way that i looked as well um and that stays with you so yeah my post was just to be like you're not the only one feeling like this people that are considered in good shape or have an all right physique um they struggle with the way that they look too and um it should be something that all of us are talking about a little bit more Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there with the people who are in good shape because I think the only real difference is is that those people have – it's been so much at the centre of their concern that they've decided to change – to do something about that change. Like I think most of us – I think there's a big difference between things in our life that we wish were different and know we can change and things that we wish were different and we can't change Mm -hmm. at all. And I think the things that we can change – if people have got to a point, it's generally because they were at another point and worked to get to that point. So if you see someone who has an amazing physique, it's very likely that their their motivation to get that physique was because they never had it and they always wanted it. Now, also, we don't want to confuse people by thinking that this is the ultimate goal and that you all want to look that way. Of course not. But it's just about if you are unhappy with how you look, 
and you're motivated to do something about it, then you'll see results, won't you? So. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so complex this topic, um, and I think it is something that we could actually talk about quite a long for quite a long time. Which mm. I think we should maybe do in a future episode. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Should we do it topless? But yeah, if if you and film it, want to <laughs> don't make this weird. Uh, There's so... a few people that would love that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Why are you pointing at the camera? Because I can see myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so please do head over to my Instagram and have a little read of the post and we'd love to know your thoughts on it. Um, and if you have any other feedback or anything that you want us to discuss, if we were to do this in a future podcast episode, then get in touch with me, Michael Ujo, PT on Instagram or Jason Pro Unicyclist. You can get in touch with me whenever you want, guys, at yeah. Jason Pro Unicyclist on Instagram. You can throw me a few likes and Maybe whatever else. Whatever else you fancy, a few comments here and there. Cool. I think we summarised that beautifully. Maybe. I agree. So next article is, it's actually a topic we've covered a little bit in the past, but you sent me through this article and I thought it was a good one. So I don't know, do you want to to introduce this one, mate? I'll let you roll with it. The f- You've just covered the article. <laughs> I've covered up the title. Sorry, mate. False start there. <laughs> the family fitness gap. Why are adults increasingly fitter than their children? What a question, Mitch. So this is obviously an article about old people showing off. Uh, no. So it says here, the trend for midlife half marathons and triathlons and Ironman, obviously, mm-hmm. Ironman, Mike, and all of them, has left a generation of children trailing behind their parents in the fitness stakes. But what is behind the family fitness gap? Maybe a cliche to cite the middle-aged man in Lycra, that'll be you, who spends each weekend cycling. But these Sorry, what are you wearing at the moment? There's not Lycra. Wow. Kind of is. How dare you? I'm not middle aged. They're overtaking increasingly sedentary children in the fitness sticks. A recent sur- survey of more than 7,600 UK adults published by Decathlon shows that kids are more likely to be the least active family members when it comes to monthly exercise levels, with parents leading the way when it comes to cycling, running, swimming, and gym based activity. I want to know if this survey categorizes the people in the home as just parents and just children, or if there's a random category in there somewhere, like the lodger, um, you know, our mom's boyfriend, yeah. uh, <laughs> some kid that always stays around all the yeah. time. So why why do you think this is? Well, I think... Do you think it's just that... I know this is going to make us sound like old men now, isn't it? Chatting about the good old days where you used to go and hang out with your mates until dark and it was maybe a bit safer to do so. I don't think it's that. I think it's probably the idea. I think since the dawn of time... Uh, kids have been very uh relaxed about the idea that they're ever going to be old and that you know the aging process is going to affect their mm-hmm. um their their physique or their ability to be physical whereas i think there is a really big movement at the moment of you know being mindful of what happens to your body as you get older and more people getting involved in that there's only there's so many people that i speak to who never really did any kind of exercise or sports when they were younger and are now getting into it because they feel like I need to look after my health. I need to get in shape. So in a weird way, there's a lot of things that youth kind of lets you get away with. One of which being having a bad diet uh, and not moving enough. And that obviously the effects of that, Mm -hmm. the kind of the veil of youth is removed and you realize that actually as you get older, not just from a, a, an aesthetic point of view, but from a, a kind of genuinely like a health point of view, you need to get moving. So um, I reckon it's that. Obviously, there's things that are replacing your traditional activities that kids may have done in the past with computer games yeah, and, and do you remember so when we used to like we wanted to meet up with friends, you'd have to trek it over to their house to meet up with them, whereas now pick up your smartphone and you can chat to you. Never meet them. (laughs) Yeah. Never meet your friends. Yeah. I think there's definitely that. I think the irony is more kids would rather play FIFA than play football. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but I mean, I guess, you know, we're of a generation where, I mean, I'm 30. uh, I played computer games when I was a kid and I, Mm -hmm. and I don't really play computer games now. And it's not because, you know it's because i've got no time to you know mm-hmm. so it's not like i didn't grow up with that kind of technology available um i think maybe <clears throat> i don't know I, I guess it's because technology has permeated society in general now um and everything is so much more convenient mm-hmm. even something as simple as like you know ordering food like let's just say you like 
you know, so many people. I spoke to someone the other day. So I did, I did a class uh, at my gym where I was trying to I do a balance class and I was trying to do everyday balance. So I was setting up obstacles that seemed like everyday balance. And one of which was carrying like um, heavy bags over these obstacles. And it was supposed to, it was obviously a kind of uh, caricature, caricature yeah. version of carrying shopping. And one woman said to me, she was like, uh, oh, I'm not very good at this. I was like, no, but just think about it. It's just like you're carrying a shopping. So like, well, I always get the shopping delivered to the house. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, wow, there you go. That's not even practical fitness anymore. Shopping <laughs> yeah. isn't practical fitness anymore. So I think it's just elements like that, isn't it? Um, just kind of the speed and convenience of which people can get mm-hmm. food and the speed and convenience of which people can get from A to B without actually using their body now um, has probably contributed to it. But I don't know. Like, is it? Is it less cool to do sport now than it was when you were a kid? I don't think I don't it know. is. Like, you just see like how popular football and rugby yeah. and stuff still is. So I don't think it should be. But I think it most of it will probably be down to technology. And also the fact that I know a lot of schools have cut back massively on the amount of like physical education that they're doing with their kids. Like, some kids now are getting like 30 minutes a week, if that, <clears throat> physical education in their schools, which is just not enough. Like we didn't do loads when I was a kid, but I still remember doing like a good couple of hours a week, if like maybe a little bit more. You know what I think is quite interesting, and I think this is maybe the cause of it. They're not saying necessarily that kids are out of shape. They're saying that adults are fitter. So perhaps it's nothing to do with the kids themselves and more the fact that people, as they get older, are being more engaged in Mm -hmm. terms of getting in shape and staying fit. I think that's probably the case. I mean, the gym that I work at, there's loads of people over 40, like Mm -hmm. quite a few people over 50. Um. And I mean, I've mentioned her before. Uh, Kathy was a woman that I used to train. She's 52 and she's in incredible shape. And when I say that, I'm not being hyperbolic. Like she's better shape than me. She's had more muscle than me, like fantastic shape for a 52 year old woman. Um, and I don't think you would have seen that like 20 years ago. No. So I think maybe that's it. Maybe there is a kind of culture now. Look at The Rock or look at Jason Statham. They've been in a film recently, right? And they're in their late 40s. And you're saying like that's a role that kind of guys in their early 30s would have played 20 years ago. So maybe there's this idea of just because you're getting older doesn't mean you have to, you know, that use it or lose it thing that you said earlier. Maybe it's this idea that if I keep using it, I won't lose it. Yeah, and it's always so much easier to get into fitness when you're younger as well. Of course, yeah. I guess there is a big worry now that with so many kids now not being as active as they should be, trying to get into fitness when you're kind of, 30 40 50 plus yeah is tough it's it's still doable but it does make it so much harder whereas if you start when you're a, a kid a teenager then carrying it on in later life does make things so much easier i remember like as a kid playing video games i used to play a lot of video games i was a bit of a video game video games kid and um but my mum and dad were always like right you've had an hour or two on that go outside and play like mm-hmm. you have to go and do something physical too um, and I wonder whether that is the case anymore, if, if as many parents are doing that, or maybe because technology has become so ingrained in our everyday life, whether it is just the norm now to spend hours playing a game and then not do anything physical to, to compensate for it. Yeah, it is interesting. Like, So my wife's nephews, they're like 12 and 13. Um, one of them's very active, like very good at sport and plays sport at school. And not really what I would describe as a kid that spends too much time in front of a screen. Mm-hmm. The other one spends a lot of time playing the PlayStation, but does do sport. And I am aware of his mom being like, right, you've you've watched the telly enough right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say from my own personal like experience, I so I, I can be quite obsessive about most things and get <laughs> stuck in a rut. So <laughs> like I'm the kind of guy that would spend like three days playing a computer game but then maybe spend three games uh, three days running <laughs> just right, in a sh- right, forest gum. in a straight line <laughs> yeah. so but yeah no for me I, I always felt like i had that balance myself because i mean to this day if i spend too much time in the house i need to get out yeah, so i think you're right though i think that's born from the fact that from a young age movement and exercise and sport um has been such a big part of my life I was having this conversation with the other day. It was someone the other day, and it's just this idea of even going for a walk or going for a gentle cycle or something. Like I walked to, I met someone friends for a drink last night, and thanks for the invite, mate. Yeah, you don't know them, (laughs) and you never will. Um, And me and my wife walked like what must have been for like forty-five minutes. And for me, I never really thought of it as exercise. And she was just like, "Oh, it's nice to get a walk after dinner." And I was like, 
oh yeah, I guess there's technically there's exercise. <laughs> yeah. But do you know what I mean? It's yeah. something as simple as that. It doesn't have to be about running for miles or lifting heavy weights. Mm-hmm. It's just encouraging people to move more. Like again, this idea of like going for the shopping rather than parking your car right at the front door and then lifting into the house, maybe park the car further away and walk with it. You know, is integrating simple things and, and using your body uh, the way it was supposed to. So. I'm not really surprised at this. So can you get your Sainsbury's delivery delivered to like three rows of houses along and meet them there and then carry it back yourself? You know, I think it would be really <laughs> cool. And I think this would make a great video yeah. if we ordered the shopping, all right, got the Sainsbury's man or the Tesco man or the Asda man or here in the middle class paradise, the Waitrose man. <laughs> and we're like, right, you take half the shop and I'll take it. Let's see who gets it in the quickest Ooh. and beast and racing. Like and then if you win, you're like, well, I'm not paying you. That would give him incentive, wouldn't it? Let's so, make it happen. So they're only going to hire like extremely fit delivery. Imagine you saying Bolt turned up, you know, you're like, ah, <laughs> yeah. damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm buying my shopping this week. Just take it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so interesting thoughts there anyway. but um, Can't wait to have kids and slag them off about how much, how much fitter I am than them. <laughs> yeah. That's my main motivation. <laughs> yeah. cool, right, final article. Uh, so this is a good one. Once again, I posted uh, something for relating to this uh, on, my, yeah, um, on my stories uh, yesterday. And I have to say, it's one of the biggest reactions I've ever got through social media. Um, I think it is because I superimposed my face onto a famous Big Brother clip. So I think that went down quite the well. The biggest reaction I got on my social media was when you posted the topless picture. Really- People sending me messages. <laughs> the pressure to write a witty comment was incredible. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know if anyone watched this. So by the time this podcast goes out, it will be kind of a week and a bit ago. Uh, But this morning, um, yesterday, as in the show called This Morning, um, they had a dietitian, apparently registered dietitian on their show, giving some um, health and fitness advice, which is which is hilarious. You need to go and watch it. If you haven't, um, saying that, we went to look for the video before this podcast and this morning have pulled the video down on every platform because I think they were getting so many messages from people saying, what the hell are you doing? Um, So yeah, did you watch it in full, the video or not? No, I'm a dedicated follower of your stories, so I spied it on there. But um, she was saying some uncouth things. Yeah, it just felt a little bit outdated um and just it was completely wrong (laughs) to to put it bluntly Uh, so the first thing that she was saying was that um to lose body fat more effectively you need to not eat before you go to the gym because um that means that fat is more readily available to be used as an energy source you'll burn fat quicker which is not true um there's a there's a lot of um it's not an unpopular uh, idea that somehow the food you eat before the gym would be like you only burn that yeah and nothing else I, th- I think that's something maybe less so in this day and age saying that this was on yesterday but um it was something i think it was quite common maybe yeah, 10 years yeah, ago five years ago. yeah it seems to still be spouted by a few people on social media um but any good coach or dietitian will realize that um it's just, it's been completely shown to be not true. So the fact that they've let uh, a professional onto the show with really outdated views is shocking because even though like we can sit here and laugh about it, thousands of people watch this show every morning and a lot of those people will be wanting to lose weight. And now they're going to be following this woman's advice when you're kind of wasting your time and there's other things that you can be focusing on. So yeah, that was one of them. The next thing was um, the benefits of caffeine, which um, which is good. Like caffeine can be really good. It's a good ergogenic aid, so it helps with sporting performance, um, and can actually be. It's been shown in studies to help uh, improve weight loss efforts. Um, so that wasn't too wrong. So she got that right then. <clears throat> she got that right, but then they asked why, and she didn't say that that was the reason why. Um, she it said, just does, mate. Right, pipe down, fill it. Pretty much. If she said that, I actually would have had more respect for her rather than the answer that she fobbed. I don't um, know. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been better. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not too sure. Uh, I'll get back. Well, to I'm you. just reading off this paper, Phil. <laughs> Do you know? What? It's funny you say that because halfway through <clears throat> her explanation, you see she glances down at her notes as if uh, like, uh, oh God, what am I saying? Um, and she talks about caffeine causing fat to be free-flowing in your bloodstream or something so it's easier to be metabolized. So rather than just saying it helps you exercise harder, potentially helping with weight loss, then that would have been better and much simpler to say rather than 
stumbling through her words, which she did. Yeah, but people don't want to hear that, do they? They want to hear a dietitian talk about free-flowing fat in your yeah, bloodstream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't want to hear exactly. uh, like a really simple explanation. Like That's, This is yeah. something we've vaguely touched upon ac- across the board, mm-hmm. is this idea that experts, quote-unquote, hide behind like jargon and yeah. complex explanations yeah. because people kind of sometimes feel a little bit more like security in yeah. that complex yeah. thing you know like if i go in a, a garage and the guy goes to me oh your car's broken that thing fell off so i've just replaced <laughs> yeah. it if he goes into this big long spiel about stuff i've never heard of and how it took him a long time to do x y or z i'm like oh thank god i paid all that money yeah so I, maybe that is it. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's actually a really good analogy. I like that. Thank you. I'm going to take it. Took me ages to think of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. Like the amount of times I'll have people. Um, so I get a lot of people messaging me on on Instagram who have other PTs, and they'll be like, "Oh, my PT's giving me this. Can you look over it just to mm-hmm. check that it's legit?" And it's uh, <laughs> people actually do, they do that. Yeah, yeah. Did it's you like really Watchdog? A little bit. Yeah, it is funny because I can see how the coaches are working. It's good. Um, you should charge for that. But you see, I know actually too kind. You just stop. Um, and yeah, the amount of times that plans are just so overcomplicated and they'll start talking about these different like meal timings and daily undulating periodizations and people are just not nailing the basics like eating too many calories Mm -hmm. and make sure you're going to the gym regularly like get that first before you start throwing in all these ridiculous words which would be helpful for someone who's like an experienced athlete but to a newbie to exercise who's just looking to get fit and lose weight it's just completely missing the point it's crazy isn't it it's a bit like i don't know using a sledgehammer to like take your baby out it's caught <laughs> wow that's that wasn't as good as your last analogy it's, but... <laughs> a, it's quite an image though isn't it it's a powerful one no it's like it's it's re- like i mean obviously that actually that's not a good comparison because what we're <laughs> trying to say is, is this knowledge isn't the yeah. right but yeah. even if it was this idea that you would somehow be like using this complex almost like ivan drago in rocky four like in the lab like trying to figure yeah. this out because you're trying to drop a dress size for like, <laughs> like, like do you know what i mean like yeah. it's just i think yeah yeah it's mental like it, it, we spoke about this with supplements a few weeks ago as well this idea that people want these crazy supplements to do these like very basic jobs yeah. that they could just do if they managed their diet and then yeah. did some exercise and i think a lot of it stems from this idea that people want a quick fix sometimes, yeah. but also people don't want, because you're just telling them something they already know. Yeah. Like you're just saying, you need to exercise more and eat less. So people don't want to hear that. They want to hear, no, you need to be eating the same amount of food, but at a different time of day. And you need yeah. a coffee enema, which I know Michael Joe is selling right now. And it's on offer this month with his free get fit with Michael <laughs> coffee enema book called the joys of coffee enemas. Um, Once again, if you've not seen that, go to my Instagram because the video is so weird. Like I'm watching it, I was like sat there with my mouth open, thinking, "What the hell?" You know, I think most people in here would be surprised to hear that a video about coffee enemas was weird. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, but the video is just—it's laughable. The advice she gave, and then it was really funny. So it was Eamon Holmes and what's his wife called? Ruth. Ruth Langsford. Not gonna lie. I, I just think she was a bit milfy, maybe like 10, <laughs> oh, 10 15 years ago. Not Jason, so much. Well, no. Okay, right. We're going to change the subject there. But anyway, so... What? <laughs> I'm being complimentary. No, you're not. I am. Right. What? I was saying she's milfy. If you said she was an attractive woman. He doesn't, like milf- he doesn't like milfy, <laughs> yeah. by the way. I can tell I've hit a spot here. Ruth, if you listen to this. No, right. She's, she might be. She won't be. She's hit me up. Bad. DM me. Yeah. At Jason Pro Unicyclist. I'm married. It's just oh, for a conversation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, Eamon, Eamon Holmes said... I hate him, though. Yeah, he's really he's annoying. so annoying. Yeah, yeah. So he said, oh, I don't like coffee, so what can I do then? Because she said about having a coffee before it worked out. Boom, And she sees she, like, paused and she said, anything with caffeine? Have a Diet Coke before you go to the gym in the morning. And I think it is the first time I've ever heard a kind of registered professional recommend a pre-workout Diet Coke first thing in the morning. Yeah, she's a shill, a uh, Diet Coke shill. Yeah, it's just paid. like there's not much caffeine in the Diet Coke for a start. Like there's a bit, but it's not enough to like boost your performance. Yeah, it's not enough for me to feel. No, exactly. Honest. So yeah, it, it was just, it was a really bad choice by this morning. And the fact that they've pulled it down from every platform is... Uh, Do you think that's it? Do you think that's because someone with, uh, uh, you know, 
an authority has come in and gone, this is BS, so or many. do you think it was just because they got a lot of abuse in the comment? I think it'd be a bit of both. Yeah. And so many of like the leading kind of uh, people in, nutri- in nutrition in this country and abroad, I think a lot of the coaches from America jumped on board as well. So I think they probably got quite a lot of stick. It raises the question, eh? Like, how, can you just put any old rubbish on the telly? Yeah. I do. I don't know how these people get these TV slots. I'm wondering whether it's like my cousin works on the production team, so they're going to get yeah. me on. Um, how can we get on this morning as fake dietitians? Seem to be via merit. Um, Maybe yeah. we just drop them an email. <laughs> Probably actually, guys. Work. I'd love to come on and talk about the wonders of di- the joy of diet coke <clears throat> and the joys of creatine. And I'm selling the joys of creatine <laughs> yeah. on ebook. Yeah. So yeah, go watch it if you haven't. Um, but actually, you might not be able to watch it because it's been pulled. If you go on Twitter, I'm sure you'll be able to find Anti-climax, it. Anticlimax. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That brings us to the end. It does. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, as always, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, we'd really appreciate it if you if you picked up your phone now and gave us a little review. Um, we'd be very, very happy podcasters. Um, and then, yeah, this is Just the Fitness Tip with Michael Ujoa and Jason Ald, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. Jason? I hear that you have a, a great hip-hop quote lined up for this week. Yes. As always, <laughs> I have a great hip-hop line queued up. I'm not going to lie. I've got a good list here. It's online. It's called The Best Workout <clears throat> References in Rap Music. Unfortunately, the first few are actually quite sexual, so I've had to skip them. <laughs> After the um, Ruth Langford quotes, we'll, yeah, we'll skip those ones. It's fine to say Milfy. No, it's not. Um, yeah, Milf's lovely. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I've got one here. Um, Are you reading it before? Just making sure, because you know, you know how a lot of these start out, and it's like, oh, metaphor, oh, and then it'll say something incredibly crude at the end. You're like, god damn, being hitting sit-ups, running laps, trying to get my core intact, because I look around and my elders teach me time will pass. By Casey Veggies, she in my car. So, guys. Not going to lie, there's not a lot going on with that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, here's a better one. So you've heard of Cool G Rap, right? Cool G Rap legend. He says, use your hands like a man. Don't go out like a chump. Never fast bench press so that you can be pumped. Wow. And actually, I think that leads into what we're talking about, lifting heavy to maintain muscle mass. Cool G Rap knows where it's at, and he knows never fast bench press and uh, keep lifting heavy <laughs> if you're trying to maintain muscle mass. I'm always amazed at how you can turn the worst hip-hop quote into something very slightly relatable to the podcast topic. I am like the Jesus of hip-hop quotes <laughs> turning nonsense into knowledge. Wow, that's good. Thanks. Thank I'm going to give that a t-shirt. Get on a t-shirt, guys. <laughs> the Jesus of hip-hop quotes. I'll, we'll work that out. We'll iron it out like a t-shirt. Thank you very much, guys, and we will see you all again next week. Keep on tipping.